On this week's episode of the F Stops Here podcast, we're joined by photographer Bill Wiebe. We discuss film cameras, Olympus stuff, have a brief talk on whether size really does matter, and have a frank discussion about photography during times of tragedy. Thanks for joining us, and happy shooting. Welcome to the latest episode of F Stops Here. I'm Joe, and I'm joined by Zach, Jamie, and hopefully Bill, as we talk about some great photography-related stuff in this past week. Zach, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, good intro, Joe. I like that. Oh, there we go. Both of them are a little bit dimmed on my screen for some reason. It's okay. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? Doing good. Bill, can you hear us? We can't hear you. <laughs> you. Tell him to look in the upper right corner for the mute button. Ah. So those mm-hmm. listening at home, uh, Bill's going to pull his hair out. Yeah. Uh, he's not muted on our side. Oh, and we lost him. Okay, so we'll keep trying to invite him in. But uh, in the meantime, how's everybody doing? What you guys been shooting? Jamie, you want to start? Well, uh, basically I haven't been shooting too much. I just went out today with the Lens Baby Composer Pro. To give it a shot with landscape photos. Your new toy. Cool. Yeah, um, I've been wanting to try one for a while and got my hands on one and decided to use it a little differently than most of the people I've seen using them. Most of the time I just tend to see uh, portrait work and things like that. So I don't do portraits, but maybe a couple of times a year decided to take it out and go for a walk in the woods. Kind of like one of those things I like to do. Just walk in the woods with a camera and one lens and see what comes out of it and I got a couple of a couple of winners out of it today. Nice. Uh, I'll be honest. I I really thought those were kind of uh, gimmicky. Um, yep. But but I've seen some really neat work. Um, I've I've seen some really neat stuff being done with them. Uh, so I'm anxious to see what you were able to kind of get out of it with your landscape stuff. Yeah. Is that posted yet? Um, I think I threw uh, one up on Flickr this evening. Um, and I'm trying to open up another tab here, and Google Plus just wants to uh, dominate yeah. all the memory on my computer or something. So. <laughs> it's probably the Hangout. Yeah, that's got to be what it is. I'd share a screen, but I guess I'm just going to get this nice uh, spinning <laughs> beach ball here, so I'll wait till later. Uh, okay. It's interesting. They, I was, I'm just checking out their their page. It looks like they've really kind of got. I guess five main products. So, it's yeah, really anxious. To, we won't spend too much time on it, but uh, anxious to see what you uh, what you're able to do with that. Uh, Joe, what you've been shooting? Uh, oh, I'm excited. Um, so this past past week, I was in uh, DC, as we all remember from last week's podcast. Unless you didn't listen to last week's podcast, and then you can go on iTunes and go listen to it. Uh, shameless plug. So. Last Saturday, my brother actually invited me to something called Cars and Coffee, which is uh, where they have a bunch of cars from various years, anywhere from the early 1900s, Stanley Steamer, no joke, to a Bugatti Veyron. They get your homes cleaner. Yeah. So it's it's actually, it was fascinating. I think we estimated somewhere in the ballpark of $26 million dollars plus worth of vehicles within an eighth of a square mile. I mean, this is just one parking lot. 
And uh, I've shared a couple photos already. I haven't really gone through most of them. I got to go through more of them before I do a blog post. But uh, it was it was a very cool um, car photography experience. There was a lot of people around, but I managed to get a ton of shots uh, with just cars by themselves or like details of cars uh, that I wasn't able to do before. Um, a lot of them had spoilers, so I was like shooting through the spoiler and stuff like that. So it was just it was very uh, very neat. Did um. You happen to get a chance to lick the Varian. <laughs> lick it? No, but I did. Uh, so we showed up. We... Slight disappointment in this, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I wanted I wanted to just hug it or even sit in it, and I almost had the chance to because when we actually we showed up around six o'clock in the morning, and the, it was it was already there. Yeah. Um. So the door at that point in time was open because the cool thing about this is that car was actually sent over by the Volkswagen dealership in the area. Wow. So normally people that show up to these things own their vehicles this was actually sent by a dealership and apparently even like we walked by several ferraris and stuff like that a bugatti showing up to this is like super freaking rare so i'm really glad that they pulled out all the stops for me to visit because i'm very honored just kidding just kidding that was joke um but uh but yeah it was it was really cool to see like because um i've i think i've only seen a bugatti veyron uh whatever uh in person once before and I didn't have a camera with me. So it was something where I was like, yes, I get to take pictures of this forever. You didn't yeah, have a so. camera on you? Yeah, I know, right? Shame. Mm-hmm. It happens. It's rare, but it happens. So Now did they, you said that they did that uh, every week? Yeah, so they do it every weekend apparently and it's a rotating motley crew of people. And so. this is this is cars and coffee, right? Yeah, cars and coffee. So uh, isn't there it, another like a Katie something or other? Well, it's held at a coffee shop called Katie's. And ah, okay. um, if you guys listening in are members of our the Photo Walk Alliance Facebook group, um, they've actually had a couple uh we've actually tried to organize a couple pseudo walks to some of these because the opportunities there and it's you know really really fun to do uh it's totally free to attend and you can gawk at some very nice vehicles and if you happen to have one like my brother does you can bring that too what does your brother have he's got a uh early 90s um mercedes what is it s class amg that he uh you lost me yeah he got it off (laughs) ebay or something it used to be owned by somebody from the chicago bulls so it's Michael Jordan? No, no. That's the only player for the Chicago Bulls. And Scottie Pippen. Uh, yeah, I'll agree with you on Scottie Pippen. I don't know this guy's Greatest name, NBA Jam combo known to man. Very true. And best number on the jersey ever. So, anyway. So, yeah, that's that's what I've been shooting, and I'm drastically trying to work through those photos. Um, so, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, Bill, are, are you able to hear us and say yep. – yeah, can you hear me? All right, we're fantastic! We're Yay! <laughs> Welcome! No, don't worry about it. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll let's uh, let's kind of get off topic here real quick. Bill, why don't you tell us who you are and what you do? <laughs> uh, I'm Bill Beebe. I live in Orlando, Florida. Um, I'm an engineer primarily. Um, have been for decades, and I won't tell you how many. But um, I'm a hobbyist photographer. Um, I tried. Back in the um, back in the Stone Age, back in the 1970s, to make a living in photography, back when all we had was film, and um, that that crashed and burned rather horribly. 
And so I went back into, and I, I took a detour from engineering. I started at, at Georgia Tech. I, I left because I felt I could do better as an artist. Found out I couldn't, and then went back and, and got a, a degree that I could make a living at. And I've been there ever since. But um, I've um, shot with a number of different film brands, uh, film camera brands. And um, the, the funny thing is, is when I finally got into the digital, uh, I started out with a little tiny Canon, a little point and shoot. And then when I decided that I was, had grown up some and I needed a bigger camera, instead of going with Canon, I went back to um, Olympus, and that's when I um, that's when I bought an E3 and a, and a couple of the uh, high-grade lenses, and then um, I've sort of stuck with it ever since. Nice, very nice. Have you been uh, Have you been shooting anything lately? Yeah, I have. It's it's up on. I've got a Flickr account. If you um, you know if you're bored one night, you can always go through and look at some of the stuff. <laughs> uh, well, we'll definitely put it in our show notes. I'm sorry. Yeah, we we have show notes after uh, every um every show. So just throw it up in the chat. And we'll make sure it gets into the show notes so people can okay. check it out. Yeah, that's fine. But um, I've um last year I also have a blog, but uh, in, which has probably has too much information in it. But um <laughs> the the E3 and I had an E3 and an E1. I had two E1s. I've still got one E1. But the big four thirds gear, most of it, most of the good stuff was stolen last year, Ooh. and insurance right. covered it. And um, I've been sort of just kind of sitting on it and slowly, uh, rather persimmonously, uh, dropping bits and pieces of it out. But I have not gone back to the bigger cameras. I'm sticking strictly with mirrorless. And uh, oh. I use, I've got, <laughs> because they went on sale, I've got an EP. EP2 and EPL1 and EPL2 and now an EM5. And um, because it went on sale back in um, September of last year, I mean, it, it, it hit rock bottom last year. I picked up a Sony Nex 5N. Nice. And um, it's like just to try it out to see what the, the alternate technology was like. It's pretty good. It really is. And then when Sigma had their um, 19 and 30 millimeter E mount, dropped it down to. Um, Rock bottom. It was two hundred dollars for the two of them. Hundred dollars of lens. Uh, I picked up those. So I have this kind of tiny Sony Nex system sitting off to the side, <clears throat> and then I've got a much larger Micro Four Thirds, and I can sort of pick and choose between the two. So very nice. And I'm assuming the mounts between Sony and Olympus are not compatible, right? They aren't compatible, but but then there's no overlap. The only overlap is in the is in the stock. Um, uh, zooms, the kit zooms. Oh, okay. Well, the, the, there's the 14 to 42 in, mm -hmm. in Olympus, and then there's 18 to 55 in the Sigma. I mean, in the um, in the Sony. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's the only place they overlap. And <laughs> if I can make a comparison between the two, I think the sensors between the bodies are very equivalent and very good. However, uh, I think the the um, standard 14 to 42 zoom. Uh, kit zoom that comes with just about every well that does come with every every one of the pens stands head and shoulders above the um, the 18 to 55. If you if you all you care about is the center third, uh, it's okay with the Sony. But as you get further away from the uh, the Sony, the the edge is just uh, edge gets rather horrible, and you don't have to pixel peep to see that. So that's the only. If there's a disappointment in the Sony, it has to be with the. Um, it has to be with the kit zoom, but with the third, the the, uh, the Sigma 19 and 30 millimeter, there's not a problem with it at all. 
The Sony, isn't that a uh, APS-C sensor too? Yes, it is. But the funny thing is, is that if you put them side by side and compare the two, uh, you can't, you really can't tell the difference between the new sensor, that, which is the Sony sensor, and the, the EM5 and the one that's in the next 5N. 16 megapixels, so it's, it's the same resolution, and you literally put them side by side, and except for the, the cropping, you know, if you look at the, the full image, right. you can't tell the part. So Sony actually makes the sensors for the Olympus one? Is yes. that what I heard? It does. They make it for the EM5. Now, it's mm -hmm. Panasonic that makes the sensors that go into everything else before the EM5. Right. Mm -hmm. But for that... the EM5 and the EPL5, Sony's, it's Sony sensors. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah Zach, so that kind of gets back to our story that we keep putting off of why Canon will never get into the mirrorless business anytime soon. Well, people hate to bring up DXL Mark, but if you go and look at the DXL Mark, mm -hmm. um, the raw scores, and then also look at where they break down, you'll find that uh, uh, all of the APS-C sensors, and I mean all of them, do not match what's currently available right now. They may have a greater uh, resolution, 18 megapixel, all the way across mm -hmm. everything, all the way up from um, the little tiny, the little midget uh, EOS that just came out with, all the way up to the 7D, and they're all in, in the 60s. The overall score is in the 60s, which is, which is rather remarkable. Um, Nikon, now Nikon's doing some really some really good work um, with their APS-C cameras, and um, just to show you how silly uh, this the arguments about sizes, um, APS-C versus quote-unquote full frame is, mm -hmm. if you go to Ken Rockwell's website, and I know everybody likes to <laughs> dislike Ken Rockwell. Pick, pick on Ken Rockwell. They call Ken Rockwell. <laughs> but go to Ken Rockwell's site, and right now he's got um, a story up where he compared equivalent images between the D7100, which is the newest APS-C camera, right. and the D600. Mm -hmm. And you cannot tell them apart. Again, unless you're looking at um, the um, how they crop, you can't tell them apart. The resolution is identical, at least at base ISO. And I think where okay. the D600 might be able to get away with it is... Um, is that very high ISO, but I'm not the kind of person to go out and shoot in the dark. You know, I like to see what it is I'm, I'm taking a right. photo of. Yeah. So and I, I think one of those cameras, and I'm not sure which off the top of my head, I believe one of those cameras actually does have a Sony sensor in it. They, so, I, they, they both do. Oh, they, oh, they're both Sony sensors? Okay. They're both Sony sensors, yes. Yeah. You're probably thinking of the slightly lower end D5200, which has the Toshiba sensor in it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I know like geez. Uh, so, uh, I don't mean to be so like, tough. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> Zach, Zach, and I love to give each other crap, and it's just something where, um, you know, doing some research with it, it's it's kind of interesting to see what Nikon produces like in house per se, as opposed to, um, con you know, contracting out because arguably well, all they of do the cameras. Yeah. yeah, exactly. If you're spending, if you're spending, well, if you're buying their D four, D three, or D four, mm -hmm. you're spending five and six grand. It's it's a, you can best it's a Nikon design sensor built in a Sony Fab. Mm -hmm. If you're buying slower than that, um, and I I, can't, I don't know if it's that case for the D800, but I know for all, everything below that, it's all contracted out, and they just mount it. You know, they, they build it, mount it, right. and build it in their own factories and shit. It doesn't matter. It's 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 a it's. It's that particular that particular group, which is those particular types of cameras, that's really pushing the edge. And I like right. the fact that that um, Olympus 
especially the EM5. Um, I call it my Mary Poppins camera because it's practically perfect in every way. And um, I, it, I've also discovered personally that if, again, going back to the DXOMR, if a camera sensor has a, an overall score of 70 or better, it's a good camera no matter what brand you buy. It's just, they're just that good now. They're better than film. Today's cameras with, with a score of 70 or better are equal, at match, or better than film. And um, it's, it's what I've seen on the web. It's what I've seen in print. It's, it's just, uh, I, I like, I have a personal like for, for Olympus. I just, I just do like it. Totally legit. Yeah, you're probably not alone on this show. <laughs> yeah, not at all today. Every time you say the word Olympus, I'm watching Jamie's face just kind of light up a little bit more. <laughs> I'm not wearing my hat today, so <laughs> I can't plug them. But it's always in your heart, right? Wearing my well, hat. I mean, come on, he's got, he's got like probably like he's probably like just sitting on a pile of lenses from them right now, or a bag full of lenses. That would be uncomfortable. Like oh yeah, <laughs> it happens. It happens. So Zach, what about you? What have you been shooting? Uh, this actually, week? I haven't been shooting anything this week. I've been keeping the cameras charged because uh, I'm getting ready to get into a um, kind of a, a flurry. Uh, I'm volu- I'm actually volunteering this weekend. Uh, the Baltimore area puts on a, and I can never remember the name of it, but it's a, it's like a march for the animals thing type of thing. Um, I'm gonna have to see if I can figure out what the, the any name. animal, just dogs, cats, it's dogs. It's a uh, it's, it's I don't know why called, they don't do a march for cats, because I'd just love to see a bunch of cats. With you ever watched a cat would, try to walk? Yeah, I just think it would be hilarious. So it's actually, it it is, it's, it's the March to Save Animals. Um, my company that I work for outside of um, photography uh, is actually, we're, um, we're volunteering with ARF. It's uh, the Animal Alliance Rescue Foundation. Um, so we're actually going to be there with the... Uh, the adoptable dogs, which kind of scares me because I really have a feeling we might be coming home with a second one. Um, but, uh, but I also volunteered to kind of take some, take some photos. Well, Dirk just cost me a lot of money to vet. So that's, that's questionable. Um, but, uh, Dirk gets him replaced. We have have five animals in this house, (laughs) three cats and two labs. So we know what, we know what that costs a lot. Yeah. I feel you there. I'm a, so I'll be I'll be taking photos there. Um, but what I'm really excited about is uh, is actually my wife and two of her friends that she uh, she went to college with in a, a couple of weeks now. We're going to be doing a glam the dress session. And we're actually going to be doing it really? in Bla- in Blacksburg, Virginia, um, oh, which is where we all went to college uh, at Virginia Tech. So um, I'm really excited to to go down there and, and explore that a little bit. I've never done anything like that, so uh, it's going to be really neat and. Thankfully, the the subjects I'm I'm pretty comfortable with because I'm friends with all three of them as well. Uh, so, it should be a good time. Uh, it's always a good time down there. Uh, but then once that once that stops, we kind of start rolling into uh, the inevitable, uh, which is me getting into weddings. And I got to tell you, I was looking. I swapped notes with uh, one of the brides this past week. Uh, she sent me her must-have list, and. Uh, my heart started fluttering a little bit. I kind of got this like knot in my stomach. I was like. I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> yeah, you are. yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I just got to get on that. So, so it's going to be interesting. But um, yeah, so just kind of taking it, taking it calm right now. Uh, actually, uh, do have a, a bit of a sad news. I finally got my roll of film back from Rite Aid. Um, they were kind enough to charge me zero dollars and zero cents. Uh, 
What happened? Not, not a single picture developed. Uh, <laughs> understandably, the role was 10 years old and had been in the camera for yeah, that long. Yeah, because that doesn't have anything to do with it. Not, not again, Joe, like, not we discussed, like we discussed before the show, I have yeah. a 10-year-old compact flash card. Uh, it's downstairs in my bag, right? Actually, you know what? I think I have it here. Oh, my uh, God. I have a I'll, 10-year-old. I'll about the road. I want to show you something. Okay, go, go for it. You know, I'm going to just go try to pull up a picture, I don't know, some hieroglyphics, and we'll, we'll Here's we'll a 512 meg compact flash card that I got in high school. I don't even think I can oh, get, It cost like, you like $80, didn't it? It did. I got it in high school, and um, it still works. So, you know, I... Uh, the good news when is, I was in high school, I don't even think they had CDs. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm the youngest guy in the show now that you bring it's it up. It's actually funny, so. Jamie, that you mentioned that because we also, when we were pulling out all the, the film equipment that my dad gave me, um, we also pulled out his old Sony uh, MyVica, which actually Matt took, was, yeah, yeah it actually took, no, what, it, this one took the um, mini CDs. But, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah mini but it discs? Was, no, not, well, they were a little bit mini, bigger than mini discs. Like Little like oh those yeah. oh yeah. yeah so the small not the actual mini disc yeah no but uh, but oh, I have I do remember seeing uh, the floppy disc cameras uh, yeah. which I guess the, the mm-hmm. that Sony was actually the the great That's grandson the of yeah. so the the first digital Sony I had I actually saw my grandma got the same one that she never used me um does anybody remember stuff it was the size of like a piece of gum um. And, you know, they basically tried to do their own proprietary format to, like, SD cards, and they failed miserably. Ooh, what do we got here? This is, um, I don't know if this will help or not. This yeah, is an old OM4T. It's a beater camera in that uh, the um, you can see where the um, material is beginning to lift up. Mm-hmm. It has... Um, this is the one that uh, my dad, well, it was mine, and then I gave it to my dad, and then he gave it back to me. But he used it quite a bit. This is, um, whenever I talk about going and shooting film, this is the, the film camera. This is another OM4, and this is an OM4T versus this old-fashioned OM4. Um, the reason it's T is, of course, titanium. Um, and as I said, also stands for Terminator. So yeah, I said the next. Just, there was a comment that one of you made about how I couldn't get filming it fast enough. I don't. I didn't put. Um, I didn't put the drive on it because I didn't want it to. I didn't want you to be overwhelmed. And then, of course, this is the EM5, and it looks almost identical. It's got another 50 millimeter on the front of it. This is. I put the 50 millimeter on the front today because I went out and shot a lot of useless um, exposures because I went over to a, a website called um, uh, Mean Thine. I, I don't know how he pronounces his last name, but it's the guy that's over in, um, I think it's, it's over in the Far East, and he has a really nice website, and one of his was he took a $4,000 Leica um, Sumalux and put it on the front of an OMD and He's, they're gorgeous photographs. They're, he's a great photographer. So I thought, well, I can do the same thing with my um, with one of my um, OM50 millimeters, and no, I can't. So um, <laughs> uh, this, is, this is my pile of st- some of my pile of stuff. I, my wife says I clutch this at night in order to go to sleep, and she's probably right. So. 
<laughs> you were showing us before the show a picture, or you were showing us the film camera that you have that's Olympus. Which one's that? It's the the M1N. M1N, okay. Yeah. So for those of you listening for the podcast, obviously you can't see what we're talking about. I highly recommend you go to They're our cameras. YouTube channel. They look yeah, like cameras. Check out. We're, we're actually just gawking at cameras on video right now. I wouldn't say we're awesome. gawking at them. I'm, I'm gawking. I mean, it looks pretty cool. <laughs> I do. I mean, no, I'm, is... really, I'm really surprised you haven't uh, just like created a banner behind you that says, we have four photographers on the show right now, and all of them possess film cameras. I think, well, I, I don't want to cause a singularity of the universe, so I'm just going to like tread lightly here. Well, because, I just... Uh, I just wanted to show them because I wanted to show where you can see the styling from the the yeah. OM is obviously. Styled. Well, can you show the thickness though? Because that you have one that's a digital mirrorless, and another one that's an old film camera, and they're the same width. Like that's so they're practically the same camera. Well, well, right, but I'm just yeah, I'm just saying based from a yeah, almost there you go. the same width, almost. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just coming from a guy that shot Canon and seen some of the Canon. DSLRs they have. It's just that are those... literally cannons. They're as big as cannons. Like, they're huge. They're yeah. huge compared to what you guys are showing me. So I, I just, I don't know. I find that cool. It's again, kind of like if you're a Mac fan gawking over like an Apple II or something. I'll tell you what, when, when Zach does his wedding this summer, uh, what are you budgeting for time, Zach, for this wedding shoot? Like my time. wedding shoot is usually like a 12 hour affair. Uh, I, the the one in July, I think we talked like eight to 10 hours. Yep. So. Let me just tell you, if you were carrying two OMDs, oh boy, oh I boy, I don't care how much iron you're pumping at the gym there, <laughs> and your back is going to be thanking you that you had OMDs and not DSLRs. Seriously, I mean, just you know, all brand aside, you know, that's where I'm headed with this. That's kind of oh no, I I actually absolutely agree. Moving points for me. Um, total uh, transparency here. Uh, I actually I shot Joe's engagement photos, uh, and when I did that, I I actually carried two uh, full size Canon DSLRs with me. Now yeah, I had the I had the um, Black Rapid, the Black Rapid, the dual strap that I, I, DS one. I think it was the one. It's whichever one dropped in the mud, and uh, it certainly helped to displace the um, yeah the weight, the weight. But walk, I mean, we walked around. We did we did Joe's uh, photos at Harper's <sighs> Ferry. So and it was hot. hot. It was, it was un- so hot, unmercilessly hot. Yeah, and uh, it's like ninety degrees with I don't know, like sixty we percent humidity. For what, like like two hours, Joe. Yeah, and half, uh, half the half the shots I'm in, I look like I'm about to melt, which I think I was. You, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, uh, and God bless your fiance because she really just, uh, really really was a trooper and mm-hmm. oh, absolutely made you look like a big wimp. So. Yep. yep. Well, that's <laughs> the way it usually goes, actually. To be honest. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, and, and and trust me, if I could, um, it's just that that stigma. It's yeah. it's so tough. Um, well, so Zach, I, I got a, a a theory for you, um, and I don't. Hold I'm going to go out hold on a limb here because I may be responsible for this later, and you're going to yell at me. So put the seatbelt on. What? Let me get yeah, comfortable so, here. Yeah, get the seatbelt on. So I'm wondering, what would happen if you, for the next engagement shoot or other shoot you had, if you had an Olympus as a backup? Like not totally jump over to the other side yet, but have it as a backup. Like keep like your seventy to two hundred on your seven D and use that for um, 
you know, a 50 millimeter for portraits or something along those lines. Well, and maybe you guys that shoot Olympus could, could kind of comment on this as well, but I think, um, I would, and, and I could be wrong, completely could be wrong, but I think there would probably be a brief moment before I shot that I would have to explain that, Hey, this camera can take, well, me using the camera can, can make absolutely fantastic photos if I could figure out how to use it. Uh, and just kind of get over how this appears because I mean, I've I've seen the stuff that you two guys have shot, uh, and there's no doubt about it that it, it's it's making comparable. I mean, you guys are are making comparable, if not better, uh, and that's purely just a skill thing as well. But um, there's there's really no difference as far as quality uh, in the photos that you guys are taking, and and uh, okay. so I I know where you're going with that, and I get it like. The first, I'm making all kinds of Velcro noises. You're sitting on a silence. bag full of lenses. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I don't have the silencer on my uh, think tank bag. Just here. dump stuff out. <laughs> all right, so okay. okay, once you've got a grip on it, it le- at least looks a little bit more um, serious, I guess. You know, I mean, it's not going to be like a full frame, like right before. You know, that weighs like 50 pounds, but I mean, it's. It fills my hand up. I mean, it's a it's a solid camera. I've got the body cap lens. So, on what's right the battery there. life with the grip? With the grip, um, I can shoot all day. I think I, I I've never done like a a shot count just to see how long I can go with um the battery and the grip and in the body. Mm-hmm. But I've like shot all day like at Disney and didn't ever swap batteries. Nice. And shoot like a ridiculous number when I'm shooting because I'll just machine gun it sometimes. But okay. um. Yeah, see, I mean, Zach's over there pumping Wait, iron. Hold on, hold on here. Uh, yeah. This is this is heavy. Um, yeah, this that's is actually a, kind of not a joke what he's doing. So what is that, like a 70 to 200? So, so yeah. it's a 7D with the, the 70 to 200 too. Um, yeah. do, you have, do you have a grip on that? I can't tell from here. I do have the grip on this. I can tell you right now that when, when I was carrying around my retro, my, my um, Think Tank Retro 20, uh, I had a 7, I had the 7D in it with the 24 to 70 and the 70 to 200. Gripped with a flash, uh, I want to say it was something like 24 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, and I could be wrong. I, I know I wrote it down at one point in time, um, but but absolutely. I mean, it's 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 heavy. There's no doubt about it. And and it does make for quite a long day. And and I, there's been a few times where I've considered you know renting some kind of smaller Try body it. kit. You know, hit up hit up borrow lenses or lens rentals. Right. And get an O and D. Jamie just been a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but seriously, I mean, you know, like like an O M D, and the forty five one point eight, and like the seventeen millimeter one point eight. Those two lenses are just, just like ridiculously awesome. Right. But if if you showed up to a shoot, and you had that, and you pull that out first, don't even say anything, and just shoot. <laughs> you know, and then yeah, if right. they question you, that's you know, sure, then you can kind of address it then but um i don't tell you to do your job so you don't tell me yeah because that always goes so well with clients yeah Yeah, i don't know what you're talking about you're a bunch of idiots like no no yeah sorry yeah so i uh but i've honestly i did that one time with one client explained the camera and then after that i thought this is stupid they hired me for the end product and they know what i do they know what I make, right. and nobody's ever asked me, well, what kind of camera were you using when you did that? So the next set of portraits that I did, I didn't even say anything, and I've done – Except us. We, we have. Like 
for, you know. Yeah, well, you guys are photographers. You're supposed to ask. <laughs> yeah. But, um... I mean, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Unless you're that person on Craigslist that was hiring the iPhoneographer to do their wedding. That's who, if I had to get married again, um, which I don't ever plan to, darling, I love you if you're listening. Um, she's actually asleep. Uh, that's what I want. I want, an, I want an iPhone photographer to shoot my wedding. Okay. And I so would pay them what? full price. I, I actually... 99 cents in the App Store to do it? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> maybe we should maybe we should have the one of the iPhone wedding photographers on the show sometime in the near future. We probably pissed them off already, so. Uh, well, yeah. Nah, I mean, I'd love to hear I I'd, I'd love to hear her viewpoint because I yeah. I mean, I I've or his. That's awful. Joke. No, it's well, the person I'm talking about is a her. Oh, and well. she's one of the ones that got on the news for it, so. I'm sure the work was good. But mm. when it was blown up to 24 by 36 for the big centerpiece of their living yeah. room, it probably wasn't so hot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it's an excellent question. I think it would be kind of cool to hear it out. Um, but, yeah, so so I guess this kind of goes back to um, Will and Jamie. So what's the crop factor that you guys experience on those cameras? Is it consistent? Two. 2.0 multiplier? Yeah. Really? Basically. Yeah. Wow. So but, how do you can I mean, you guys do wide angle stuff with those things at all? Like, is there any seen any of my work? Yeah, but I mean, I'm not good at the math. The picture I'm that Jamie's practically a, known for is, well, is one of the widest angle shots I've ever seen. <laughs> well, it's, Jamie's got a 12, and then I've got a 14, and I've got a 17, and that's mm-hmm. equivalent to a 24, a 28, and a 35 millimeter okay. in, in, in 35 millimeter format. Yeah. If I really want to get crazy and go wide angle, I can go buy the Panasonic seven to fourteen, which is yeah, which is the equivalent of um, uh, fourteen to uh, twenty eight. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's that's this lens right here. So that's basically not in, uh, a fisheye then, right? No. You can buy well. Well, no, you can you can buy you can. Who is it, Jamie? Who's the one? Uh, Panasonic's got what an eight millimeter fisheye. Yeah. Yep, and then um, Sam Yang, Rokinon, whoever that third party is, they do this. Oh, Rokinon. Zach, do you have your Rokinon? I, that's uh, something I, I have one. I have a Rokinon. Yeah. They, they have a great one, apparently, for the Canon mounts, like an 8mm fisheye that's yeah, like 250 yeah. bucks on Amazon. That's the one I've got, too. It's right yeah. in my bag right here. I can't wait to get one. It's manual focus, yeah. uh, but, again, if you're shooting fisheye, you're probably just going to leave it manual anyways. Yeah, you have, you have infinite depth of field. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's a fisheye. <laughs> Here, let, let me try a screen share real quick. I'll show you one that's shot at nine millimeters. That, okay, um, sweet. Love to see it. All right, so this is a self-portrait. Ooh. Oh wow! Um, that's me in the distance here. So I don't know if you it can. It looks see looks that. like it looks just like you. Yeah, it yeah. does. You know, I actually, can I can totally see the resemblance. Totally, me, totally see the resemblance. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that was at nine millimeters. Um, oh yeah. And this little jewel right here is this is this is the reason why another reason why I like um, the smaller cameras. This is this is the 17. This is the 35 millimeter equivalent. Oh wow! It's a It's really small. And the Panasonic, which is the 14, is even thinner than this and lighter than wow. this. You can believe it. Yeah, that reminds me of the 40 millimeter uh, STM lens that Canon came out with. It's yes, a, it's literally it's literally a pancake. Um, it, it looks, it looks so comically bad on a camera. It's it's great. I, I'd love to walk around with a 1D and that thing on it and just look at the looks of people. All right. 
Everybody's talking about how big their stuff is, now small their stuff is. This is <laughs> it doesn't get any smaller than this. Oh this my God. is yeah, the body, the body, the body cap lens. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a fun little thing to play with. They're it's really actually cool. really cool. Yeah, I got nothing. I got yeah, nothing. so this actually totally, un- Jamie. So go match your photo. Totally unrelated to this. It reminds me of a a tweet that I saw today that somebody looked at the new World War Z poster. Yeah, and it's a picture of a bunch of people jumping up to a cat helicopter. Yeah, and they the zoomed in on one part, and there's a cat. <laughs> and it was just something where I was like, oh, my God, that's great. Cause some, somebody, I'm sure, like, kind of put it in there as, like, an Easter egg or something. But it's just it's totally that's that terrifying because zombie cats would do with, do with James cameras. Well, no, I, the, his picture that he showed of him just being in the distance. I was like, we should um, Photoshop some zombies in there. And he, yeah. Jamie can just be looking out. It's like, oh, listeners, if you're Listeners and viewers, if you're bored, uh, next week's turn on homework. Your Next week's homework will be to Photoshop zombie cats into Jamie's photos. <laughs> Just be careful to give him credit. And oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right, Jamie. What happened to those people who, who pinched your photos? Um, I'm I'm still working on it. What they've and done segue. in the background is they uh, they went and they changed everything across all their platforms. Wow, so none of my stuff shows up. So uh, it's basically. I guess I can continue to go after it for the amount of time that they had it up, but I can't mm-hmm. tell. I've used like the um, what do they call it? Like the Wayback Machine, you know, on the internet, so I could look yep. at like cached versions of their site, mm-hmm. and there weren't like, any cached versions of their page that I could find, so I can't really tell how long they had been using the image. Um, but they did actually make uh, physical, you know, media using the image, so. That's yeah. kind of where I'm stuck with. They had they had offered, you know, I'll just say it now because they kind of stopped talking to me, so I'm seeking legal counsel now. But um, they offered $750. They said that was their investment in um, in uh, company calendars and their their Ooh. little trade show booth or whatever. Ooh. So they were trying to just break even on it, and I didn't accept that. So. Um, that was seven hundred and fifty dollars per use of image or total? Total. Mm. That's bold. So, wow. Um so now it's just basically gonna have to get Well, I mean at least they at least they took it down, which is not I guess the yeah. best thing in the world, but at least they I, did that. And I mean I'll, I'll yeah, that. yeah, and honestly they had it printed, so if you're gonna have to go through that sort of discovery anyway, you're yeah. gonna I mean, it'll come up. So but yeah, I mean, they they infringed and by uh, unfortunately by them removing it and changing it, they basically just admitted that hey, they we're guilty. screwed up. Yeah, yeah. So um, I filed a claim with uh, Yahoo too because the company that did their web design, mm-hmm. they still actually have um, my pictures up on their page showing the work that they did for that company. And like I said in the uh, initial, you're gonna go through them. The what the, that company? You no, know, I mean ultimately that's probably who I should be going after, you know? I mean, it's it's just one of those things where it's really tricky, like the company that was using it and profiting mm-hmm. from my work mm-hmm. initially was the the main company, but then, you know, as things unfolded, I saw that the web design company was the people. Well, I would, I would say both um, because, you know, just thinking that's maybe what their argument is. Yeah. It's yeah. just, oh, yeah. Mm. Well, we, we didn't get this. Our web design company said it was okay. It's like, all right, well, we're right. going after them too. Yeah. So now I'm just kind of stuck with that, and I've 
spoken with a couple of different people who recommended a couple of different um, copy or lawyers who specialize in intellectual property and copyright law. So that's kind of where I'm going with it from there. And if you, if you um, need another recommendation, I happen to know somebody. Ambulance chasers. We'll probably have to get um, together on that. Not at I, all. I'm joking. Not at all. Come on. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. Okay. If I if I can avoid out of pocket costs up front, you know, and find a lawyer who's going to take their their uh, their fee after the fact, you know, that makes it easier for me. Because to be honest with you, after this vacation, I really don't have any money. No. Well, so. <laughs> Anybody listening in? JB needs some pro bono work. Or money. Just send him money. Or money. Yeah. Money's always S- good. S- yeah, send JB money. I I don't know how that's going to go. So with um, it, but... so we're we're going to kind of roll through because. We got on a 45-minute tangent. Um, <laughs> we're going to kind of roll through the, the news real quick. Um, just two things, uh, and then we kind of had a, a little bit more of a serious discussion that we wanted to have. Um, Which probably is not going to happen tonight, to be honest. Well, we can start it and then continue uh, next week. Um, the first thing was that uh, 500px announced, or 500px, however you want to say it, announced a new portfolio system and pricing. Uh, spoiler alert, the new pricing is that they're going up. Um so, uh, you can still get the uh, the rates that they currently have. I think for like a couple more weeks, but I think it's like June first. I think they go up. Uh, and then the other one, uh, which I haven't really heard much about since we posted the original story, uh, but Vermont is actually trying to introduce legislature that or legislation, sorry, mm-hmm. that's going to make it illegal to photograph someone without their consent, um, which which kind of ties into what we had wanted to talk about uh, a little bit tonight. Um, Obviously, for anybody that's watching, uh, all five of you, and uh, and anybody that might be listening uh, in the future, you you know what happened uh, in Boston yesterday. Um, it was a really really tragic event. Um, for me personally, this this day today kind of holds a little bit more of a, a, a bigger meaning. In that, mm-hmm. um, six years ago today was the uh, the Virginia Tech t- shootings. Yeah, the Virginia Tech shooting. Um, so one of the things that we kind of want to talk about, um, Joe and I were discussing yesterday. Some of the photos that came out of uh, of the whole Boston incident uh, were a little graphic. Um, That's we putting prob- it mildly. Sure, sure. Very um, we mildly. Probably won't link to them from here, but if you want, we it's, it's really easy to find them. Um, but we kind of wanted to discuss the role of, of photography uh, as far as tragedies were concerned. Um, I know for me personally, it was kind of how I was able to cope with everything that happened at Virginia Tech um, when I went down there. Uh, a couple of days after it had happened, for for uh, full disclosure, I actually wasn't there. Uh, my wife was. Uh, I had graduated the year prior, but we went down 11 days after it had happened. Um, so through photography, I was able to cope with it a little bit. And, and yesterday, I actually stumbled upon the photos that I took when I was down there. And it kind of drudged up a little bit of uh, um, s- some weird memories for me. But I, I think uh, what a lot of people fail to realize is, is that uh, these images that are captured – our memories, uh, obviously, of a bad thing, uh, but also of a, a way to kind of deal with and, and realize how far you've moved on. Um, and one of the things that, that Joe and I t- talked about before the show um, was kind of the role of the photographer in these incidents. Because what you saw a lot of, and, and you've seen it on the news in the last couple of days, or in the last 24 hours, rather, is um, a lot of photographers continue to shoot, uh, continue to film continued to do their job instead of breaking away from what they did or what they were doing to, to help out. So I, I kind of wanted to get you guys' 
opinions or thoughts or whatever on, on whether or not they did the right thing. Um, I don't know if anybody's got any kind of photojournalism background. I know I did it a little bit, um, so I can kind of speak on that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of just open discussion for the next 15 minutes about that. So. I don't, I don't think that there's a problem with continuing to cover what was happening. I mean, there's, you need documentation. I don't care how horrible it is. You know, I mean, things like this yeah. need to be documented. You don't want to have to have it shoved in your face if you don't, you know. It just needs to be recorded, I guess, is where I want to, you know, leave that. I mean, you need rights of events. I mean, it's history being made, you know, without some visual... Right representation of that you know it's you don't want to forget things like this you know it's just as bad as it is it's something that needs to be remembered so that's kind of right with that i guess right and one of one yes, of the uh, points that that I joe had kind of made oh go ahead well let, let will let will interject first yeah go ahead before yeah, we go on me i think i've been talking too much bill go, go oh, ahead, bill. yeah <laughs> um I can always go back to the, the First Amendment, which is in three parts, by the way. And the second part is um, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. And this is the important part, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press. And then the third part, of course, is or the right of the people to peaceably assemble. Now, it's that part about freedom of the press that is vitally important when I hear laws in Florida some too that are keep popping up all the time about how you can't um, you can't record anybody or you can't take a photograph of anybody mm-hmm. that's if you're in the public and this is definitely in the public oh, yeah. then you've got a right a pretty broad right to use your camera or whatever equipment that you've got in order to cover the event and that's what people need to understand, and they need to um, they need to fight for that, especially if you've got law enforcement and coming up and saying, uh, as has happened too many times all over this country. Absolutely, yes. Erase the pictures, erase mm-hmm. the video, whatever. Um, because Which for you, for people listening in, is illegal. Right? It so is illegal. Sure, you know. Now there's there is there is a there's a concept of private property. You can't. Mm-hmm. If it's marked if it's marked private and you walk up and you start taking pictures, then you are they are within their rights to to challenge you. But if you're in the public, if you're out on the sidewalk, if you're out and not breaking any other laws, you can take whatever photographs you want. And the Boston event is a classic example of a public event in a public place, very public, very uh, all the way around. So mm-hmm. whoever took photographs um, or video or whatever the case may be, they're well within their rights to do that. Um, and I think the police in this occurrence actually. <clears throat> oh, you kind of cut out there. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm sorry. You can argue what you do with the material after the fact, but even then, you have a lot of broad, um, broad rights to to publish it. So it's it's. That's that. I mean, that's that's my opinion. It, it just. I guess the other. I guess what I'm trying to say is use common sense, but know the law. Yeah. Know your yeah. rights. I, I mean, I. I I believe that the uh, the Boston um, what you call it? the Boston police are actually asking people to submit photos and videos. And the FBI, so, yeah, yeah, and yes. the FBI because you know this is. I think the Boston Marathon is one of the most 
photograph marathon finish lines in the world or something somewhere. I, don't quote me on that, but um, it, I believe it's somewhere in that ballpark. And that's what I find, uh, you know, kind of humbling is the, the, you know, the video of the guy who was taping people at the finish line. He sees an explosion and he starts walking to it because, you know, he wanted to see more. And I think that's going to hopefully provide some crucial, crucial stuff for uh, the investigators coming down the line. But yeah, Bill, I, I agree with your point that um, it, uh, it's definitely a very slippery slope. And the other interesting kind of part about that is the government's trying to actually pass these laws to make it against the law for private citizens to photograph other citizens, but it says nothing about the government because, you know, nationwide surveillance is everywhere these days. Exactly. And uh, not to get a tinfoil hat on or anything, but, you know, how does that, you know, why, why does it only affect me as a private citizen, not the government as an entity? That's a good point. So, but I think, I think also uh, an interesting part, uh, and again, this kind of goes back to what Joe and I had discussed before the show. Um, Joe had mentioned, especially in times of, of war, uh, when you see a lot of guys, uh, who are out there taking taking photos? Why are they not, you know, picking up arms and and, and joining the cause? And I always think of and granted, or putting it's down the camera and helping. You know, like in, in, in this instance, like not taking pictures of, you know, people lying bloodied on the sidewalk, but putting down the camera and, and saying, "Hey, let's put a tourniquet on this person." And and I always think, uh, and granted, it's only fiction, but um, of Full Metal Jacket, uh, where they literally were giving guys during these these skirmishes or wars or whatever you want to call them they were they were giving guys cameras instead of guns to go out and document this stuff and and joe you had even mentioned that um kind of one of the bigger pictures that was going around um was was of one of the guys that had actually uh lost lost a leg um yeah and and yeah. you said you said his father didn't even realize until he saw the photo that he was his son was still alive correct yeah so um, uh, there there's a picture going around the interwebs and i'm not going to link to it but um it's extremely graphic and it was actually one that i sent to zach because i was like we got to talk about this because it's extremely it graphic just... so he sent it to me yeah, well <laughs> I, I sent him with a warning um, <laughs> and that was that was part of the reason why i sent it is because it's going around the internet there is no warning and you click on something you're like oh my god this guy doesn't have a part of his leg right. so it's just it, it kind of just was like you know, almost uh, nauseating to see. And then I saw a, an article today because that was one of the ones, obviously, extremely graphic, but from a news perspective, I guess it gets page views. I, I don't know. Uh, that the father was actually looking for his son that was running and um, found out that somebody was like, yeah, he's he's on the internet. He's alive. And he's like, wait, what are you talking about? And saw a picture and it's his son in the wheelchair uh, missing part of it, you know, from his half his cap on down. So, uh, you know, I guess it was relief for him because he could go to the hospital and wait for his son to get out of surgery. Um, but, yeah, it's just uh, some of the pictures that came out of yesterday were just totally horrifying uh, on all levels. Um, you know, but like important. Eight-year-old boy. Well, yeah, like, the eight, like there's a picture of the eight-year-old boy that passed away holding a, a sign for peace, which uh, I almost wanted to punch my computer screen in fury when I saw that because I was just like, this isn't fair at all. Um, so yeah, I, well, and again, I, I, though, that's, that's kind of, and, 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 you know, having the tiny little background in photojournalism that I do have, especially in photojournalism, photos are meant to tell a story. Uh, yeah, and, no, you're absolutely and right. more often, more often now than, than I think maybe 
30, 40, 50 years ago, uh, people's attention spans are so short, all they care about is what they can see. Right. So if if the pictures aren't telling the story, it's it's not bringing the people in to, to know about this stuff. And, and I mean, look at – I hate to sound old, but look at the younger generations right now who don't flip on the news. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they, they – You can't sound old. <laughs> they, they, but they don't flip on the news. They don't. They don't get any of their information from the the traditional outlets right. of, of a newspaper or or a news channel or or the evening news or whatever. They're looking at Instagram. They're looking at Twitter. They're looking at, at Facebook. And, and it's and and nine times out of ten, it's some sort of graphical representation of the news that's really kind of cluing them into what's going on. So I I think uh, kind of telling that story through the photos is is so just imperative and and is only going to get more imperative and it it, it it is a little scary that that uh you've got two sides trying to battle over this whole privacy thing because on the one hand you don't want to go out to the store and have somebody snapping pictures of you from their car but if something people were to do happen, it anyway well sure but I if mean, something were like to from happen, a pri- private at, investigator at, standpoint but yeah sorry so if something were to happen to you while or, or to happen to that store while you were at it uh, that could be the last memory that, that people ever have of you so it's it's a tough it's kind of a really tough thing to to deal with and and to figure out but I don't know I just uh yeah so uh, we are as a show uh, and I'm sure Josh would probably say the same thing um mm-hmm. really saddened by by the news from yesterday and and yeah. it's it's awful it's it's really it awful really is. yeah it, um, it was not an easy decision to bring this up um because I know it's very fresh and I certainly wish we could we could um dedicate a little bit more time but yeah you know joe's got to go home so blame it on him yep yeah <laughs> well it's also four minutes till the you know show is technically up but yes, i can leave correct. if you guys just you know don't want no, don't want me here anymore so uh let's let's try to end on a, a little bit more of a positive note um if anybody has anything kind of they they just like to end on uh we're still trying to work out a like a way to properly end the show but um go for it give us something give us something positive joe there's something positive. Yeah. Uh, I know there's something you're pretty excited about. Oh, oh, well, I'm not going to change that. Uh, I'm, well, well, what I'm excited about, I'm going to be much more vocal if it actually ends up happening. Um, but it is related to an Easter egg that I had the uh, uh, a couple shows ago. I think it was like four or five. So um, if, you haven't, yeah, if you haven't figured it out, uh, ask Josh on Twitter and he might be able to tell you. Um, but yeah, I'd say ending on a high note, um, just, uh, go out and take some pictures of your loved ones this week. You know, maybe it's this weekend, just, uh, mail somebody you haven't talked to a card in a while. I don't know. Hug somebody. I mean, life, life is short. So, um, definitely, uh, take the chance while you can to, you know, record another memory. Uh, dare I say, uh, get outside of your box and maybe if you're a digital shooter, shoot film. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm totally okay with you know. <laughs> I'm giving you that one. Yes, yes, you are. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely excited to see whatever the hell comes out of your camera, Zach. Um, <laughs> as well as uh, me too. I am yeah. so excited. I have You're a right. roll. It's sitting in my car right now. As soon as I find a place that can Whoa, develop, how it, long has it been sitting in your car? It's it's cool here. It's it's not like California temperatures. Or Jamie, Florida. Jamie, he, he's definitely trying to make this not work. Yes, I'm sabotaging you know, If Josh was on the program today, he'd call us. There, there we go. There we go. Well, what do you got in there? ISO 200? Uh, 200 Fujichrome. 
Oh, nice. I got 400 Fuji color. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, well, we'll have to have like just a day that we just talk about film stuff in the future. We just practically what? do that as it is now. No, not really. But I want to no. like show pictures and stuff. Like I think yeah. it would be fun because I mean my camera's not here, so I can't I can't be cool and hold it up like you guys. So well, maybe if you lived on a better coast. Oh, <laughs> I thought we were trying to leave this on a good note. <laughs> we are, we are. Uh, so, um, Bill, we, we really coast wanna... people are people too. <laughs> no, they're not. They're like half people. Yes, they they're are. Like... No, they're they're like. Oompa Loompas. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Oh yeah, we should probably we should probably just end it now before you know our entire feed goes up in flames. Uh, Bill, we would like to thank you for for joining us tonight. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. I do. Um, you do you have any parting words yeah. for us? Um, just it's been great. It's it's just been wonderful. I've uh, <laughs> I, it's it's a lot more enjoyable to trade zingers like this than than just. Oh, yeah. Mere tweets, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. It is good. Good. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you had fun, and we really enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you. And JB, it's always it's always good to talk to you. Thanks glad for to, having me. Yeah, you know, glad to uh, see your face once again. So it's only been a week, so <laughs> yeah. you made it back from Florida safe. You know, yep. must have been really really. And we look vacation. forward to the the lens baby photos. Yes, we do. Yeah, they're coming. Good. Sweet. Good. All right, well, thanks for tuning in and listening this week. Uh, If you enjoyed the show, make sure you tell your friends, uh, subscribe, and if you're feeling uh, like being really friendly, you can give us a thumbs up on YouTube or rate interview the show on iTunes. Uh, Bill, we would like to thank you again for being our guest. Um, Hopefully we can get you back on uh, now that we've got your technical problems out of the way. Um, So for uh, for myself and Joe and Jamie, we'd like to thank you for listening and watching. Um, And this has been another episode of the F-Stop Podcast. (laughs) 